Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I should say, still a good afternoon. Welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray. Yes, I get it. I understand this is the third episode we've done today. But like I said before, there's certainly a lot that we've got that we've got to catch up on, and we will catch up on it. Uh, maybe not all in this episode, but maybe next episode or the following episode after that. But there's still plenty we've got to catch to catch up on. Like I said, uh, I've had the day off today. I've got the, actually the house to myself. Uh, if you want to not count the three dogs and the cat, then you can certainly make that make that point. But again, we have a lot to catch up on. We still got a lot. A lot of stuff is coming out. Coming out. Rumors are coming out. Speculation, so forth and so forth. We'll certainly get into this episode. Some of the speculation. Some of the rumors are going around, and we will address. We will address some of those situations. Uh, one of them, I guess, we'll talk about is, is, is this quarterback going to really stay or is he really going to leave the organization? That's one thing we'll talk about. We'll talk about last offseason, wide receivers were a big thing about getting the money, getting their money. Well, again, we'll talk about receivers again in this episode, but we'll talk about possibilities of leaving teams and going elsewhere, not so much the free agent the free agent, the money. We'll talk about that as well. And there's a couple other subjects we'll, we'll touch we'll touch upon as well. We'll touch up on um, one uh, one gentleman that uh, just came off of winning the uh, uh, winning a Super Bowl, and a question was brought up upon uh, I believe brought up upon ESPN about this gentleman, and we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of get into that that as well. Um, I guess there's another subject we'll talk about too, but let's zoom into Let's zoom as we, let's start right away. For those who join me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, by all means, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, your fellow co-worker, whomever you need to invite, please invite them to come on in and listen to the episode as we keep, as we keep trying to get bigger and bigger and so much bigger. Um, as I said before, I've had all, uh, all small businesses throughout the U.S., Pretty much have uh, come into my page, and they've invited me into their to their page, and um, I've accepted you know accepted, and I want to thank them for doing so. And please, please um, send you know send your customers to the web to the uh, to my podcast, and I want them to certainly listen. I want them to, I want to certainly get bigger and better than ever. Uh, for those of you from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And as I've said. Invite your family, your friends, your loved one, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, your fellow co-workers, random person on the street, a neighbor. I don't care who you invite. Please, by all means, invite me to come on in and, want, and certainly listen to the episode. And again, if you got any questions whatsoever, please, please, I'm on Facebook. And you can. there's a page on Spotify where you can actually ask a question. I don't mind answering any question whatsoever. doesn't matter what it is. It could be on a head coaching hiring, uh, coordinator hiring, NFL draft, uh, fantasy football advice 2023, whatever pops in your head that's football related. As I said before, we do not deal with politics. I don't deal in religion. I don't deal in, you know, in the entertainment industry or whatever it is. This is all about simply about football. So please, if you've got any football questions whatsoever, please, by all means, ask me. And if you do not listen to me on Anchor, no need to worry. I'm on Spotify, iHeartRadio, 
Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, just some, just a few that I am on. So if you don't listen to me on here on, here on Anchor, look, you know, listen to me on those. You can listen to me on those as well. Um, again, please follow me to do so. Uh, it doesn't matter if you got a day off from work, um, if you're on your way to work, you're at work, on a break, yeah, whatever you happen to be doing, by all means, please. Certainly, I'm looking for any any new any any and all new viewers. Um, again, I know this is the third episode we're doing today, but again, we've got a lot we've got a lot to catch up on, a lot to pretty much make up. So, um, I certainly I've had I've taken a couple of days off, as you know, work. I'm always busy with work. Um, again, like I said, I'm off today. Um, I'll go back to work tomorrow, and then again, I have to work a few days in a row. Uh, hopefully, I won't spend a few days, you know, a few more days cutting, um, cutting an episode for you guys and laying down an episode and talking football. But sometimes, unfortunately, as you know, I have a nine to five job, sort of speak as you say, but maybe it's not nine to five; it's mine. It's the one thirty to ten. But of course, I like, like I like, I do this as a hobby. I certainly would love to make more of it than it is, but unfortunately, I don't know if I foresee that happening. But again. I would like to try it um, again. I'm not, I'm not Colin Cowherd or Skip Bayless or Shannon, you know, Shannon Sharp or any other any, any other kind of sports um, talk show host. I'm sure there's a billion out there um, that have their own show, got their own opinions, and you know, and, and do and do very well at what they do. But again, for me, I love doing this, and again, I'd love to do. I love to make something bigger out of it than it really is. But again, it is what it is. And for those who do happen to listen to the podcast, I want to seriously thank you for doing so from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot to me that you do listen to it and you think it's, let's say, entertaining in a nutshell. But again, I don't think there's anything else I can talk, I can uh, bore you with. I think we've gone on and on and on and on. Let's jump right into what we're going to talk about. Let's talk about football. And let's talk about the uh, Chicago Bears. And have you heard the latest rumor going around about the Bears that there is a possibility? I'm not saying it's a strong possibility, but there is a possibility out there that they may consider offers for one Justin Fields. Now, with the Chicago Bears having the first pick in the 2023 NFL draft here in April, they're talking about possibly trading Justin Fields. Now, I get I get the Chicago Bears' point of view in this regard. Chicago's got a lot of holes it's got to fill. I don't doubt that. One of them is probably not quarterback, but again, it, again, they want to trade Justin Fields. Now, they feel they can trade Justin Fields and add more draft picks. Then I'm sure they might, uh, and I'm sure there's some teams out there that would certainly jump on the Justin Fields bandwagon. Justin Fields, of course, had a come out year this past year. Now he ran for like a thousand some yards, but again, he didn't pass the ball. He did okay passing the job more, but some people, some experts have their doubts about Justin Fields as far as throwing the football goes. Now, to me, I've seen Justin Fields when he's at Ohio State, and the guy's not a bad thrower of the football by any stretch of the imagination. I think this year is more surprising that he could actually run the football more so than passing the football. But again, let's be honest with you. It doesn't matter what quarterback, it doesn't matter any quarterback, yeah, 
if you don't have an offensive line, you don't have weapons to throw to, you're not going to be successful in this league. And that's the biggest thing with Justin Fields is this. The offensive line, it's horrible. And the Chicago Bears know, and I'm sure the brass knows, it's a horrible offensive line. Take a look at his weapons. Daryl Mooney was his best receiver, and he was hurt, and he was hurt pretty much most of the year, and he was still the best receiver. And then he went out and got Chase Claypool for a possible deep threat. Now, I don't know in time. We'll see if the Chase Claypool thing works out. Some people feel that it was a bust, to be honest with you. Some people that it might be a bust and a decision that might not pan out. Now, again, the running game, David Montgomery's been a – you know, a very underrated running back in this league. But now Dave, I think, is a free agent. He might not come. He might not come back to the team, and that would be a huge loss. Uh, that would be another loss for the Bears, unless the Bears have got something in mind that they can get an, another running back that could uh, turn things around. Um, but again, yeah, I, you know, the thing is, if you trade, it depends. What do you think you get more for? Could you get more for Justin Fields? Could you get more for that first round draft pick? I think that's kind of the option that some experts are weighing on. I'm, at least I'm guessing that's kind, of, that's kind of what I'm looking at. But let's be honest with you. To me, my opinion is that first, that first overall pick, I think, weighs more than Justin Fields. Let's be honest with you. You've got holes to fill. I get it. I understand that. And trading that first-round pick, again, let's be honest with you. You've got teams in this draft that want a quarterback. They want to move up to get a quarterback. Now, Texans granted have second overall, so I don't know if you make a, tr- a trade with the Texans to get to get that that number one overall pick. I think Texans will sit sit where they're at. If let's say somebody if somebody's got there, we all everybody says Bryce Young is the top quarterback in this year's draft. Now let's say for example, uh, the Indianapolis Colts want to move up. What would the Colts do to move up? You hear rumors about the Raiders, they might want to move up. Maybe the Panthers want to move up because they need a quarterback. And I get it. For the Bears, I can sit back and see them trade the first round pick and say, okay, well, we're going to trade our first overall pick. We're going to trade down the first round, but we want, we want a couple more picks in this year's draft, maybe some picks in next year's draft. Yeah, however, however, it gets, you know, spun out of control. And trust me, you're going to have somebody in this draft who want to trade the first overall because they feel they've got, they see a quarterback. Now, let's just say for the sake of argument, the Colts, we'll use the Colts as an example. Let's say the Colts want to move up. They got their guy. Maybe they want Bryce Young really bad. Again, it's a possibility. Think about it. Their new, their new coach, their new coach, Steve Schism, is the new coach of the now guess what? He just got through working with Jalen Hurts for a couple of years. Now, what do you think? What do you think Bryce Young kind of fits that Jalen Hurts kind of mold, right? A little bit. What if he get what if he sees in him the same thing he saw with Jalen Hurts? Maybe he they want to move up the draft. Now again, the thing is with Chris Baldwin is how much how much do you want to trade? To get yeah, to get Bryce Younger. How does any team, for example, how much do you trade? What is the sacrifice you want to make for that young quarterback that you think is going to take you to the next level? And again, with any ownership or any general manager or any of the, any of the organization brass, you've got to have that much confidence that you feel that quarterback is that guy. I mean, the 49ers, 
trade a lot of picks not a couple years ago to get one trade Lance, and that has not panned out well. And anybody knows any organization that trades up, you're drafting that quarterback does not pan out, then you're setting the franchise back probably several years. And that's that's the biggest issue with any with any organization is that, is you're setting the franchise back. But for the example, do you think a guy like Bryce Schoen? Do you think CJ Stroud? Do you think Will Labus? Do you think Anthony Richardson? There's a host of others. Do you think those are the guys that can, that can change your franchise around in a snap of a finger? But I'm saying that's where the, that's where the thing comes in. Now, Justin Fields. To me, Justin Fields is not the Chicago Bears' problem. Again, the Fields is the offensive line. It's horrible. And again, if you trade that first overall pick, you get several draft picks. You're probably going to use some of those picks on an offensive lineman certainly to get Justin Fields protection. So much so that he doesn't have to run for uh, uh, boot crews of yards because, yeah, because you can't protect the guy. And I think a lot of it had to do with that this past season. Some of it, I'm sure, was probably designed plays. But with Justin Fields, you want to you want him to become a better passer of the football. You don't want him to scramble around an awful lot. Now, granted, that system kind of worked with uh, Lamar Jackson, for so many yeah, for years with Baltimore, but again, you don't want yeah, but you don't want the possibility of um, Justin down the road getting hurt. And let's say Chicago, I'm not saying this year. But let's say a couple of years down the road, they get into a playoff type of mode, and let's say Justin takes too much of a pounding. He becomes like a Lamar Jackson. He gets hurt towards the end of the year, and your team, let's say, might be maybe they miss the playoffs because of that, because of because of Justin's got a scrabble award and throwing up the football. Now, again, let's go back to this. Now, again, David Montgomery's going to be a free agent this offseason. Now, I like to see David come back to Chicago because he was least, he was probably the most consistent weapon other than maybe Justin Fields that actually yeah, was out there and played well. Again, it would be a huge loss in my opinion. Now, granted, maybe if I'm David Montgomery, I might want to get out of Chicago because of the offensive line play. Not because Justin Fields, but the offensive line plays horrible. And you can imagine if David Montgomery went to, let's say, the Philadelphia Eagles, for example. Let's say Montgomery places Miles Sanders. Now, I think Montgomery would be probably fine fit for the Eagles. But again, that's, that's an opinion. But again, if you can't, the running back is a situation that you got to work, work on. And you need a number one receiver. I like Mooney, but Mooney's number two. Can Claypool will be a decent number three? It's possible in this league. But again, some experts feel that that the Steelers might have stolen that, stolen that pick from the uh, from the Bears. But again, they do need a legitimate number one receiver. Now I get it, there's speculation about free agent receivers, receivers that might get traded, and they the bank and the Bears have been, you know, certainly mentioned about trading for some receiver, maybe, you know, trading for some receivers as well. We've heard that, and we'll get to that speculation here in a few minutes about what receivers could go here and their names popping up there, whatever. Let's also look at the defensive side of the ball. You lost, you traded your best pass rusher, Robert Quinn, to the Eagles. So that's a situation that you have to address as well. You lost a pretty good linebacker, a guy who gets pretty much 100 tackles every year, Roquan Smith. You, you, you traded him so you've added 
draft picks from Raquan from uh, Robert Quinn. You've had draft picks from Raquan Smith, and now you could add more draft picks if you trade the first overall pick. Now, I'm sure that you're not going to trade out the first round. Obviously, I understand that, but is it the Colts? Do the Panthers give you more draft capital? And I'm sure, and I'm sure this is running through their thought. But then again, maybe they figure, well, maybe we'll we'll uh, keep that first overall pick in the draft. Let's say we could go draft Bryce Young instead. We think Bryce Young's got more upside than Justin Fields. Okay, if you feel that way, that's that's an opi- that's your opinion. But if you do that, if you trade Justin Fields, you're gonna be right back in the same spot all over again. You'll have no offensive line. You might not have a running game. You don't have a number one receiver. Yeah. So to me, if you try Justin Fields, the next young quarterback comes in is going to be right in that same situation. So to me, your best bet is to keep Justin Fields, trade the first overall pick, get some picks, maybe add a player or two. Maybe you got to dip into free agency. Maybe maybe you got to make that that trade. But again, it's the same thing. It's it's I know it's the same thing every every single year. Is there's all there's there's that hot quarterback that everybody wants to jump up on. And if I'm Chicago, call around, ask the Colts. Hey, you want to trade up for this pick? What do you think you what do you want for this pick? Talk to the Panthers. I'll heck talk to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe the Buccaneers might want to move it that far, far up. Maybe they've got something to, something to offer you. But again, it, it, it really all depends on it all depends on what's gonna what's what what teams think that 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 first overall pick in the draft is worth. Now, for the sake of argument, let's say for the sake of argument, the Bears don't do none of this. They said, "Screw it, we're gonna keep our pick. We're not trading Justin Fields." Of course, a lot of speculation has come. There's one speculation: Will Anderson. From Alabama because they could need a pass rusher. Uh, another guy is Carter from Georgia. They talked about him trying to you know try to bulk up the interior interior that defensive defensive front. So those are I mean they're talking about defense now. I get they do need some defensive help. I'm not going to deny that, but the offensive line is something that needs to be worked on. And to be honest with you, there's not an offensive line in this year's draft that's got to say that's it. That's my first overall pick the draft. There's not a Let's say an Anthony Munoz type of guy that's going to sit back and say, "Oh my gosh, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to have that guy." There's not. There's some. There's an offensive lineman that I don't deny that will not go in the first round. Somebody's going to go in the first round, but not num- but not number one overall. And again, the point is, for them, I can see them maybe trading down in the draft. Now, now again, they might not get the Anderson. They might not get the Carter they're looking for. But again, there's still some players in the draft. If you think, if you still think one of conquer on defense side of the ball, but again, I think you need to worry about the offense first and foremost. You know, maybe if you trade down, you get that all. You get that offensive lineman, and again, you know how you know how teams run the drafts. They can always trade back in the first round. I mean. The Baltimore Ravens, they've they've done that. They've done that in the past. You've got a lot of teams that have done that in the past that traded back in the first round and got that ta- and got that talent that took them a little bit over the top. And again, Chicago could do something like that. You could sit back and trade all those picks, get an offensive lineman. Then maybe maybe you see maybe you see 
Maybe you see a Maybe you see a receiver that might float, that might float your boat to the point where hey, let's hey, maybe we can trade back in the first round and get that guy. I'm just you know because we got all these extra draft picks we just got from getting that trading up that that first overall pick in the draft. Again, those are possibilities that have to run through you know the Chicago Brass's mind. Again, that's something that something that they should really consider that far in advance. They should really consider that. And I'm sure maybe that has run, I'm sure that has thought has ran through, through their minds. But again, I get to Justin Fields. Maybe they feel they can get more for Justin Fields than they can get for that first round draft pick. But again, if if if, you, if I'm the Chicago Bears brass, I don't think Justin Fields is a problem. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more, there's a lot more wrong in that team. Justin Fields is not really one of them. If you want to try to be a contender, yeah, get an offensive line. You better figure out if you can bring Montgomery back or not. Because if not, you're going to need a number one running back. And if you can't, get a number one receiver. I mean, your offense is horrible. Because all you've got right now is Justin Fields and nobody else. And that's, and that's, and that's, and I hate to say it, but that is the, that is the truth. Any NFL expert will tell you, how any talk show, any sports talk show host will tell you the same thing. They'll tell you what I'm telling you right now. It's not a secret, but again, you need to, again, figure something out. Justin Fields was going into his third year. Of course, he was thrown into the, in his rookie year, he was kind of thrown in, and he had a horrible year. This year, he was a starting quarterback from day one, and he played, he played fairly well. Granny, he might have had some, some of his games might not have been that good, but to be honest with you, for fantasy owners, trust me, they understood, they understood Justin Fields' value. But the point is, Justin did look better in the second year than he did, certainly in his rookie year. But again, my biggest concern with Justin Fields is he has no offensive line. He's routine to run for his life. Now, like I said before, so his run plays might have been designed. But again, he got more use of his legs than he had of his arm. And I'd like to see what he can do if he had the right weapons around, around him. Now, like I said, I don't have a problem with Mooney being a number two receiver, but he's not a number one. Could Claypool be the number a uh, number three receiver and stretch defenses? Again, in time we'll see we'll see if that becomes the case. But you need a number one receiver. Whether you have to go out and trade for a number one receiver, and again we'll talk about those free agent receivers or maybe I shouldn't say receivers that could be on the bubble of being traded. But again, we'll we'll talk about that. But for Justin Fields, Fields is not the problem. Chicago needs to understand that he's the, he's not the he's not the hugest. He is. It's the it's again. There's a lot of spots have got to be filled on this team. There's no doubt about that. Because to be honest with you, looking at inside the division, the Green Bay. Yes, Green Bay may be going to, into the Jordan Love era, but Jordan Love has got talent around him. I mean, he's got a decent offensive line. He's got a couple of good running backs. He has some young receivers that I'm interested to see if he'll step up. Again, you look at Detroit, Jared Goff. Well, Jared Goff's got a pretty good offensive line. He does have one running back in Swift if he can stay healthy. He's got some receivers. Again, let's look at Kirk Cousins. A decent offensive line. He still has Dalvin Cooking to hand the ball off to. You got the best receiver in the game in Justin Jefferson. So Kirk's got something around him. So basically, you look at the division. Every quarterback has got something to work with. The only one that has nothing to work with is your quarterback, and that's what Chicago has to worry about. My division, 
Now look at my division. My division, Jordan Love may be first-year starter, but he's got something to work with. He's got some kind of talent around him. Jared Goff, I mean, heck, it was was a couple years ago, Jared Goff was, was uh, I mean, Dan Campbell didn't think Jared Goff was the answer for Detroit. Now look at him a year later, Jared Goff may be the future for, for Detroit. And Kirk Cousins, I get it, Kirk Cousins is, what, going to be 35 years old, but the last couple of years, Kirk has put together some pretty decent numbers. So to me, and he does have a look, he does have health. So again, for Chicago, whatever direction you want to go into, Fields is not the answer. And if you if, and if you trade if you trade him, keep your first overall pick and get another quarterback. Well, the question you gotta ask yourself is, you be right back in that same situation all over again. Whether it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or whatever the case might be, that young quarterback's gonna be the same situation all over again. So to me, you have to wonder if you can't get it straight, Chicago, the Bears are the line of getting a new coach, new GM, if you can't get it straight here sooner rather, rather than later. And again, whatever whatever subject is, yeah, whatever is gonna be the case here, Justin Fields, I can't don't trade Justin Fields. Get the guy some weapons, give him an offensive line. You might need a new running back. So, guys, my thing with the Bears brass is you got to get it straight and get it straight soon or you're going to waste a talent like Justin Fields. And Justin Fields will wind up being like another David Carr where he's going to wind up getting sacked a billion times, it seems like it, and his career is going to be cut short or he'll wind up going to some old team and being back at a quarterback. Maybe win the Super Bowl being back at a quarterback. I'm back at a quarterback somewhere. Again, I hate to say it, but that's where Carr, that's where uh, Fields is – Future may lie if you don't if you don't figure it out soon rather than later. So my thing for the Bears is you got a talented quarterback. You better get him some weapons, get him some protection. Or not, his yeah, his career is gonna be cut very, very short. And that's gonna be on your heads because you had a talented guy like that and you didn't build around him. So do it now, or you're gonna regret or you certainly will regret it later on down the road. Now, I say we're going to bring up the receivers. Now, last offseason, it was all about wide receivers and, and the money. And the money. And some receivers did get paid money. But now, now it appears to be this offseason, it depends what receiver can we, can we trade. That appears the case. Now, the first guy, we, we already we've talked about him on a few episodes already, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hawkins seems to be with half the teams in the NFL that could uh, certainly use his services. Now, DeAndre's going to count about, it's like in the upper, what was it, like 28, 29, maybe 30 million for the cap space for the Cardinals. Now, Hawkins, we know that this past this past season he, he had to serve a Cisco extension because of a PED use, but he came back. He still put up, he put up, Pretty solid numbers for the uh, even missing that much time. Again, again now it seems like he could count a lot under the cap. You got a new owner, you got a new uh, general manager, you've got a new coach, and maybe they might think, "Hey, we can't keep him around. He's got to get get up, up out of here." Now, I know Hopkins has been a subject of a lot of things. He's been subject of what. One had a rumor going to the Dallas Cowboys. I don't see that happening because I don't see Jerry Jones. If Jerry Jones wouldn't pay $20 million to keep 
Alwari Cooper around, he's not going to pay a lot of money to take Hopkins. So I don't see that happening. Now, with Hopkins, the one possibility is, and we touched upon this last episode, now the New York Giants. Now, can you imagine if Daniel Jones had that type of guy to throw the football to, to go along with Barkley? Going, that's kind of, that might be wishful thinking on New York's part. But again, and I don't know if New York would want to pay that much money because they're going to dive in a lot of money to keep Daniel Jones. They're going to have to give some money to keep Barkley if they want to do that. So, but again, Hawkins would be an excellent pick for the Giants because they, hey, they need a number one receiver. And he would certainly fit that bill. And he would certainly, certainly help, you know, help Daniel Jones. He would take probably some of the pressure off of Barkley if you can get him back. Now, I know at one point in time there was always talk about Green Bay, Hawkins and Green Bay to see what Aaron Rodgers could do with it. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. That's not going to happen. Now, we just talked about the Chicago Bears. Now, Hopkins with the Bears would be excellent for the Bears. It would get your number one receiver. Mooney is two. Maybe Claypool is three. Maybe you could have something to work with. But again, I don't know if Chicago's going to want to go out there and pay that much money to try to make a trade, try to bring him in. And I'm sure Hopkins would cost a couple of draft picks and, you know, whatever the case might be. But again, it would certainly be a a huge, it would be a, a perfect fit for that, organi- for that organization. Now, if you start looking around, what about the Panthers? The Panthers, Panthers could use a, a Hopkins as, well, as Hopkins as well. But he's not the only guy that's been subject of rumors. There was one rumor going around now that maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would listen to offers for one Mike Evans. Now, I kind of get it. I get the point now. To me, Mike has been a thousand yard receiver every single year that he's been in this league. Mike has been the more consistent. Now, this past year, he did. He still had a thousand yards, but he didn't have the him and Tom Brady went on the same page last year for some unexplained reason. Now, Brady has gone off into retirement. He's rode off into the sunset. Now, there's talk about maybe the Buccaneers will tear the team down. Mike Evans could be could be possible trade bait. Now, certainly, Mike. Yeah, now certainly Mike, I don't think Mike's contract is quite as big as, as DeAndre Hopkins. But again, who would want Mike Evans? I mean, if the Buccaneers were serious, and I don't know if the Buccaneers are serious, because the Bucs, all the Buccaneers need is probably a quarterback. A veteran quarterback could come in and just keep the step, you know, keep the uh ship steady. And and to have like a Mike Evans and a Chris Godwin hang around would certainly would certainly would would be uh a veteran quarterback would be uh, gritted ear to ear with that with that assessment. So again, I think that would be a. I don't think Mike's going anywhere. But again, you hear you hear things, you hear things over and over again. Now, of course, another guy's name gets thrown out there is is that T Higgins. It seems like every it seems like every other day, or maybe every two days, or something like that. I hear T. Higgins is going to the Bears. He might go to the Packers, the Cowboys. I hear a bunch of rumors. Now, the T. Higgins thing is, is simply just because of this, is because the Bengals are going to have to pay Joe Burrow a lot of money. Eventually, they've got to pay him some money. They've got to pay Jamar Chase a lot of money. Now, some people say that Higgins could get paid his money, but then again, it's going to come out of cost. And everything in this, it's going to come out of cost. You've heard maybe Collins, they just got this past offseason from Dallas. 
yet. In the free agency, yeah, he could be gone. They could get a new right tackle. There's a rumor that maybe Mixon could be cut. Again, there are running backs in this year's draft that could probably fit the bill because, let's be honest with you, to me, it's all about Joe Burrow and throwing the football. And that's the way it's been. Now, I know Hayden Hurst had a pretty good year for the Bengals, but can you bring him back? And some people speculate that Hurst will probably be gone, that you've got a, a, a lot of quality Titans in this year's draft, and one of them can step right in and fit right in with Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's a possibility. Yes, I do see that. Maybe you don't want to bring Hurden, Hayden Hurst back. You want to go draft one of those young tight ends. I get that, and I would understand that. But for Higgins, I mean, again, I understand the Higgins' point of view is just simply put, is you've got to pay a lot of money to Chase, a lot of money to Burrow, certainly more Burrow than anybody else. And But again, the Bengals are, are, are open-minded about trying to keep Higgins around. And to me, I think they should be open-minded about trying to keep Higgins around. But again, with most teams is if you tie money up into, let's say, out of three or four different players, it, it weakens the rest of your team. Once you ask the Los Angeles Rams the question, answer that question. They've got money tied up in Stratford, money tied up in Cooper Cup, money tied up in Jalen Ramsey, money tied up in Eric Donald. And of course, Jalen Ramsey's name has come up recently about possible, possible moving on from him. But I get it. Again, we've all talked about Brandon Cooks. We talked about him last episode. His name has come up, of course, in speculation, even Again, I'm sure he'll be on on another football team. On another football team. Um, you look. I mean, you look at last season. You take a look at uh, AJ Brown. He got traded at the draft. Marquise Brown, same situation. Got traded in the draft. Again, it's like uh, people thought Debo Samuels was going on on another franchise, but they re-signed him. People thought DK Metcalf was going to trade bait. He was going somewhere last season. But he stayed around. Again, last year was all about it was all about the money for the receivers. This year it seems to be different. But who can we trade? I mean, if you go up and down everybody's roster, I'm sure you know. I mean, again, do the, yeah, the Cowboys could use another receiver, but I can't see a Higgins or even a um, a Hopkins or even a Mike Evans going to them. Um, you know, I mean, the Eagles were set. The Giants can use receivers. The Giants could probably use any of those three receivers that I just mentioned. They could use any of those. But again, how much can you pay Daniel Jones? Can you bring Barkley back? That's a situation that's got to be asked. Now, I can see a veteran receiver sitting on Green Bay's team, but the bottom line is there's going to be no Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be gone. Jordan Love is going to take over. And how much Yeah, how much do you think Jordan Love? Yeah, can you? Yeah. Can you stand? Can you stand being around a young man that's going to be given a chance? Justin Fields, I get it. All three of those guys could help Justin Fields that certainly right away. But you need an offensive line, and he's going to probably need a running back. He's no space in Detroit, no space in, in Minnesota. The Panthers, I think the Panthers could use one of those three guys. You put him with DJ Moore, but again, where's your quarterback coming from? That's a situation. And trust me, you're going to Frank Reich. Frank Reich will find a way certainly to get you the ball as much as possible. The Saints, the Saints don't need Saints, no. Atlanta, neither one of them are going to Atlanta. Atlanta's in a rebuilding mode. None of those guys would fit in that rebuilding mode. 
again, you start looking around. The 49ers, no. The Rams, neither one of them is going to the Rams. Nobody's going to the Rams. Nobody's going to Seattle. And the Cardinals trying to get rid of the talent. You look at the AFC now. Everybody talks about the New England Patriots. The Patriots could use a number one receiver to go along with Matt Jones. Yes. Now, I don't see Hopkins because I think it was Bill O'Brien and Hopkins, I think, have got some... <laughs> they, yeah, if it was Bill O'Brien that traded DeAndre Hopkins when it was the Texans. So I don't know if that would work out. But yeah, they could use a number one receiver, but would, but would Parcells at this stage be willing to go that deep to get... Hopkins. Would you be willing to go to deep to get Mike Evans? I don't know. Now, again, I don't know if the Jets would take a chance on, on, on those guys, a, a, a chance on them. I don't know. Um, Miami, certainly they will not. Um, I know the Buffalo Bills have always been a dark horse, but I don't see none of those guys going to Buffalo at all whatsoever. Now, I can see Hopkins being with Cleveland, I mean Hopkins maybe with the Cleveland, but you got Cooper. Again, if you do that, Cooper would have to go backseat to somebody. So maybe not Cleveland. Let me take that back. Baltimore. Certainly none of those three could wind up in Baltimore. I mean, I can see Hopkins or Mike Evans in Baltimore. But will Lamar Jackson be wrong for the ride? Yeah, he's going to be around for more years to come. That's an interesting question to ask. Pittsburgh, no. And again, Notice Cincinnati, if they can get Higgins back, then no. Find a contract. Now, the Colts, absolutely. I can see with the Colts, I can see Pittman taking a backseat, being the number two guy. Hawkins, yeah. Evans, yes, for the Colts. I can see that. But, who's your quarterback going to be? Could he go to Tennessee? Absolutely. Tennessee could certainly use Evans and certainly use, you know, Hopkins. But again, is Ryan Tannehill the turn? And again, do you want to do you want to make that assessment? Do you want to yeah, do you want to make that trade? Do you want they really want to make that trade? Jacksonville, no. You look at yeah, you look at at the uh, Texans, no. Now, a bigger possible. What about the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, if Juju is going is going to leave town, can you see? Can you imagine Hopkins or Mike Evans with Patrick Mahomes? Can you imagine? Can you imagine imagine their numbers? Again, could I see it? Yeah, I could actually see it, but can't Kansas City pay the money or make the trade to do that? Because they've got to, they've got to try to re-sign out a figure of Landon Brown at left tackle. But can I see it? Now, do I see either one of the Chargers? i got to say no, but again, with Keenan Allen, here's another guy that, another guy that name doesn't get mentioned a lot is Keenan Allen. And again, Keenan Allen, I think he is going to count out against the against the cap space of the Chargers, there's been rumors that he might get cut. Well, if that's the case, then Keenan can wind up with Dallas. Keenan can wind up on some of these other teams and be a pretty good player. But again, Keenan's had a history of being injured, injured, whereas Mike Evans does not. And Hopkins, well, Hopkins had a case of being injured prone maybe a couple of years ago, but Hopkins usually is a pretty steady performer. So again, these two, Hopkins... Again, Hopkins Devins do not have the injured, I guess, the injured bug that maybe Ken Allen does. But again, I don't know if I see him going to the Chargers. The Broncos, no. Now, the Chargers, I mean, not excuse me, the Chargers, but the Raiders, no. I don't see the Raiders. But again, it is very interesting to see moving forward 
if some of these receivers wind up on other teams. Uh, the most likely candidate is probably Hopkins. And I'm sure that I'm sure the caliber is not too happy about that if Hopkins leaves. And again, that becomes, then again, you're going to actually aggravate Caliber more to the point where he got paid all this money, but maybe Caliber deep down inside, maybe Caliber, maybe deep down he might say, you know what, if I can't have a number one receiver, I need to get out, get out of him. I need to get out of Arizona. I don't, that's not going to happen. But to me, you got to figure out a way to keep Caliber happy. So with, again, it's going to be interesting to see if some of these receivers get traded, last all season was all about paying their receivers the money. Now this all season might be might be, hey, who's you know what receiver is going to where and at the what cost and will it make that team better? That gets to be very interesting for the the receivers this year. Now we mentioned Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs, the, the uh, Super Bowl champs this year. Now. I believe, I believe it was ESPN, and I might be wrong on this, had brought up a point of view about Travis Kelsey. Now, I guess you've heard Travis Kelsey now is going to be the host of Saturday Night Live. And certainly my congratulations to Travis Kelsey on, on that bit. And I'm sure Travis will probably do, and he'll probably do a good job, I'm sure, being the host of, of uh, Saturday Night Live. Now, I don't know when that will come about, and I'm sure it will come about at some point in the offseason. I'm sure it will. But the question that got put out there is, do I think Tra could Travis Kelsey have had a successful career as a tight end in this league if he didn't have Patrick Mahomes? Now, it, it's a it's a it's a solid question to it's a solid question to certainly bring up. Again, it's it's kind of a redundant question in my opinion because let's let's be honest with you, that's like saying, well, you know what. Um, Rob Gronkowski would have had a career, successful career that he had if he hadn't had Tom Brady. Because think about it, all Rob Gronkowski ever knew was Tom Brady, right? Now, now I think, I think now again, Kelsey has had all quarterbacks throwing in football other than Patrick Mahomes. Now, he's had Chad Haynes throwing in football. Then at one point in time, I thought he had Alex Smith throwing in football, right? But again, a lot of success has come with Patrick Holmes. There's no doubt about that. This is, it's kind of a weird question to ask because, again, this, this goes kind of beyond Travis Kelsey. It goes beyond maybe Rob Gronkowski. Again, it's, it's all about the system, right? I mean, how many years have I heard that about Joe Montana with the 49ers? Well, if Joe had been drafted somewhere else, could he have the success he had with, yeah, with, Bill Walsh and his system. Again, we don't know the answer to that question. Again, what if Tom Brady got drafted instead by the Patriots by some other organization? Could Brady have had that success? You know, it's a question that gets asked, you know, so many times over and over and over again. You know, again, that's like Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw got to a pretty to, to a horrible start to the point where Chuck Noll benched him and then Chuck Noll put him back in the lineup. Now, could Terry have gone, with all that talent that the Pittsburgh Shields had for so many years, could Terry Bradshaw have won four Super Bowl rings if he was with another organization? I mean, we can keep going on and on and on. I mean, what if John Elway had actually gone to the Colts? 
Would have John Elway had a successful career? You know, I, again, we don't know. What about what if Brett Favre had never what if Brett Favre had never got traded to the Green Bay Packers? Could Brett Favre have had a Hall of Fame career if he had stayed in the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, there is so I mean, you can spin this a hundred different ways, and nobody would know the most legitimate answer. Nobody knows for sure if Travis Kelsey would have put the numbers he's put up with Apache Mahomes wasn't there. Kelsey, Gronkowski. Who knows? You could add Jerry Rice. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Rice. Could Jerry Rice have had a successful career if he not spent, you know, that part of his career with the 49ers? Now, I know he went on to play for the Raiders later on down the road, but the majority of his success came with the 49ers, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Could he have, yeah. Could he, yeah. Could he have had that success elsewhere? Yeah. I mean, these are questions that are going to be answered for many, many, many years to come. And again, yeah, and it is all about the system. I mean, let's be honest with you. I mean, Bill Walsh, the West Coast system. Now, the West Coast system was brought up many years ago by, by Paul Brown. That's where the West Coast system actually started. Bill Walsh knew about it. Yeah, Bill Walsh brought that system when he got hired with the 49ers. Now, Again, it's all sometimes it's about the system. Now Montana, he fitted the system. Steve Young, and Steve Young had a little bit of had to uh had a little, yeah, Steve Young had to learn the system, but once he got a hold of the system, he was fine. Again. Again with um with Andy Reid, let's be honest with you, Andy Reid made the same system or similar system that he did with the Philadelphia Eagles. He had Don McNabb on his system for many years. He brought the same, he brought maybe the same system, he brought the same system to him with Kansas City. But with this time around, he had a stronger arm quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And again, Patrick Mahomes getting, th getting thrown to the fire. He had Alex Smith as his starting quarterback his first year. Patrick set behind Alex Smith. Now again, Alex Smith actually played fairly well in his system, and you know, in every system. Again, they got rid of him because they thought Mahomes could step in and do the job. Well, again, the rest is history because he stepped in and did the job. You know, some players, you get the point is, and you get the point is, that's that's always been the thing is, it's, it's the system. Not saying, yeah, now, you know, whether I think, you know, whether I think Tom Brady would have done, let's say if Tom Brady had played, I don't know, let's say if Tom Brady had played for some, for some team, let's say Pomerade played for Jacksonville or Houston, Texas or something like that, or whatever the case could be, do I think Brady could have been successful? Successful. The answer to that question is, I'm going to be honest with you, probably not. Again, Belichick, Belichick, and you got to remember, Belichick was a coach for the, yeah, but you got to remember, Belichick coached for the Cleveland Browns before he went to the Patriots. Again, Belichick didn't have the greatest quarterbacks in the world when he was with the, with the, you know, with the uh, Cleveland Browns. At one point in time, he had Vinny Testaverde as his quarterback. He had a, a rotating quarterback system. Now, when he went to the Patriots, he did have Drew Bledsoe before he had Tom Brady. And Bledsoe, by all means, was a pretty decent quarterback in his league. Bledsoe got hurt. Brady, Brady stepped in. And, of course, the rest is history. But again, again, I mean, again, 
again, you, you talk about the hypothetical. What if, what if Drew Bledsoe had never gotten hurt? Would you ever, would you ever mention Tom Brady? So again, the bottom line is, it's it's hard to speculate. You can sit here and speculate to the, I guess, what's the old expression, to the cows come home? At least that's a kind of an old saying. But anyway, who knows? Who knows for sure if, who, who knows if Travis Kelsey would have, you know, I mean, again, we all figured Kelsey's going to be a Hall of Fame tight end. And rightfully it should. But again, you can go back through time. It's like, what if Johnny Unitas had never gone to the Colts? Yeah, could yeah, could uh, Johnny Macklin or those guys put up the numbers they put up? I mean, so we can sit here and speculate till who knows when. But the bottom line is, it's about sometimes it is about the system, but it's also about the player. And Kelsey actually is a talented player. Now. <sighs> I don't see Kelsey. Kelsey more likely to retire in Kansas City Chiefs. At least, at least we're speculating. Again, you never know. Nowadays, with the way things are in free agency, and you have to wonder, you know, the cap space and all this going on, do you really believe that, do I believe Kelsey could spend his whole career in the Kansas City Chiefs? Again, I don't know. Only Kansas City can answer that question, and only Travis Kelsey can answer that question. And I get it, Travis Kelsey will be a year older next season. I think, what is Travis going to be? I don't know, what, 33, 34, something like that? I could be wrong on that. And Travis doesn't seem to be slowing down. But again, I'm sure in the back of Travis Kelsey's mind, he has to wonder how much longer can he go. And again, Patrick Mahomes is still a young quarterback. It's not, it's not like Patrick Mahomes is 30, 39 years old like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you got to remember. Patrick Mahomes is in his late 20s, and Patrick hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. I mean, Patrick's been to five AFC championship games in a row. He's been to a couple of Super Bowls. He's been to a few Super Bowls. So, I mean, but again, I know, like we all say, at one point in time, fall time does tap on his tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, man, you can't do this no more. But back to the hand, could have Kelsey, could have Kelsey had, could have Kelsey, if Patrick Mahomes hadn't been his quarterback, yeah, yeah. Could he? Could he have? Could he have had that success? One, one will never know the answer to that question because again, you get through, yeah through the test of time. You can ask this person, that person, or this person, that person. Yeah. Again, we ask that question. Do you think Montana could have been a good quarterback if Bill Walsh hadn't been hadn't been in Bill Walsh's system? Could Tom Brady? Yeah. If Tom Brady had wound up somewhere else in the Patriots, or if Drew Bledsoe now got hurt. We know Tom Brady really is. I mean, again, yeah. What if yeah, Elway had had to stay with the Colts? Yeah. Do we really believe the Colts would have taken it to the next level? Yeah. Again, those are questions we'll never we'll never have an I never have a legitimate answer for. We can speculate all we want, but who knows? Again, I know some. I guess some things. It's something that. I guess it's something that writers, analysts, they have fun going, you know, back and forth, on and on and on and on, you know, for years and years to come. But for Kelsey, let's just say this, it doesn't really matter what any of us really think. Kelsey has got a couple of Super Bowl rings. He's got, I'm sure he has a, I'm sure he'll be in the Hall of Fame someday after his playing career. But again, it doesn't matter if Patrick Mahomes 
It doesn't matter if uh, Joe Blow, Joe Blow is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't really matter. Kelsey's a good player. He's proved himself whether Patrick Mahomes or anybody else. And again, we can speculate till who knows when. But again, that's I guess that's the fun thing. Fun thing to answer that question. Could yeah, could this player have been good without that player? Or could that team have been good? Or what if he had been traded this team? What if that person had ever been drafted by that team? That's something that's going to just keep on baffling the minds of you know of analysts for many years to come. Now the new head football coach of the uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, Arizona Cardinals, excuse me, Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Gannon has pretty much has, has pretty much come out and said what. I think we all expect him to say is pretty, pretty much this as they're going to do the best they can to pretty much build to build around one Kyler Murray. Now, I said this I said this a, a, a few episodes ago that the bottom line was Gannon's going to have to go in and certainly he's going to have to win over one Kyler Murray. Now, we've all talked about Kyler Murray and speculation that it seems like ever since he's got the money, maybe he's. Uh, speculation is that he's hard to get along with. That he doesn't, he doesn't want to watch game film, or that all speculation. That all been speculated on. But Gannon knows that if you've got a franchise quarterback, a young franchise quarterback, you know that you're going to have to certainly get along with him, and you're going to have to build around him. Now, what I'll say about this is Gannon's not stuck to Kyler Murray. Now. Cliff Kingsbury was stuck to Kyle Murray. But again, Gannon's not stuck to Murray. Now, I'm sure Gannon wants to go in. He wants to have a very good reputation with his young quarterback. Now, certainly there might be a situation where Gannon's going to have to put his foot down and he's going to tell Kyle Murray that, hey, this is the way we got to do things. Now, how much the system changes, I'm sure the system is going to change because it's, it's, it's got to probably learn an all-new system because now Kingsbury is gone. Now, I get it, most head coaches are going to hire an offensive coordinator that's going to, is going to tater, is going to, I guess, play around to his strengths. And I'm sure that's what Gannon's probably thinking about. I'm sure that's what he's looking around, looking around to do so. But again, if you start looking, if you start looking at the team, the bottom line is, if you're looking at this just on the offensive side of the ball, generally, now, Gannon's big thing is on the defensive side of the ball. Now, certainly Gannon could probably teach Kyle Murray from the defensive perspective, yeah, about what, hey, this is what the team is looking for. You know, you know whatever the case might be. And certainly Kyle Murray could pick, should pick Gannon's brain as far as him being a defensive coordinator. He could pick his brain on certain things. And I think that's what Kyle Murray should do. Is certainly, certainly him and his new coach needs to get, get on the same page. Now, Granted, as much, Kyle Murray, we don't know if Kyle Murray's been ready by opening, I guess, I should say opening day or the first game of the season of 20, you know, 2023. There's been speculation that that might not be the case. But let's just say for the sake of argument, if it happens, if he is, what is this team going to look like? Because, the off- yeah, again, the offensive line, it's going to need a little bit of work. You, you know, Granted, James Conner has played well the first couple of years with the Cardinals. He could be back, so the running game might not be that bad. The biggest thing would be is DeAndre Hopkins is the biggest thing. Now, we just got to talk about Hopkins 
you know, to the point where he could be traded because again, you've got a new head coach, you've got a new general manager, and they want to get, they want to try to get money under the cap. And again, this is where the Colin Murray thing comes in. It's when you, when you pay any football player a lot of money, because again, you have a lot of money tied in Colin Murray, money tied in Hopkins. You know, again, yeah. the thing is, if you tie you know, all your money up in a couple of players, then the rest of your, yeah, then you go have weaknesses, yeah, elsewhere. And again, with Colin Murray, that can wind up being the case. You're paying him all this money. But if you're going to trade and you want to get Hopkins, let's say you ship Hopkins out, then again, you don't have that number one receiver, that luxury that that Colin Murray's used to having for the last several years. Now, granted, yes, they did trade for Marcus for Marcus Brown because of because of Hopkins' PED use and he was doing it for six games. Now, Marcus had some injuries this past year, but again, Marcus has had issues with injuries yeah, pretty much his entire career. The one year he did, he was limited his injuries, he did actually get a thousand yards. Now, I would like to see them keep Hawkins around some way, some shape, in some form to put him with Marcus Brown and you have Zach Hurst come back from injury. If you get that going, yeah, and you can find a way, let's say you keep that going, you get, you can, you know, straighten out the offense line a little bit, then the offense wouldn't be, yeah, the offense would not be so bad. But again, the speculation is with Hopkins, I mean, with Hopkins, are you going to trade Hopkins? Is he going to be gone? And to me, if you trade, now granted, you trade Hopkins, yes, you still got Marquise Brown around, but to me, Marquise Brown is not say healthy enough, and he's not proven enough to be a top-notch number one receiver in this league. He hasn't proved that. Now, granted, Murray knows him from his days at the University of Oklahoma. I get that. You understand that. But he might have some kind of rapport with him. I get it, and I certainly understand that. But moving forward, you got to ask yourself the million-dollar question. Can you can you rely on on Marcus Brown as being a number one receiver? Can he step in and be DeAndre Hopkins? And to be honest with the answer, I don't think he can be. The thing is, I don't know if you can appeal to Hopkins's psyche to the point to the point where, hey, maybe you need to take a cut from the team. Um, yeah, and I don't know if Hopkins is willing to do that. Again, are you going to go to your young quarterback and say, hey, if you if you want to keep your number one receiver around, maybe you have to cut and pay, and we got to look around, and maybe we can get you some offensive line help, add an extra running back, or, you know, maybe we need to get some help on that defensive side of the ball as well. We, we need a pass rusher. J.J. retired. We need to get a we need to get a pass rusher in here. We need to get this. We need to get that. Again, I don't know if you can go to Hopkins with that possibility. But the thing about it is, you might be able to go to your young quarterback with that thought. And again, I don't know if Colin Murray is going to go along with that, go along for the ride with that. Because again, here's a situation where, again, if the rumors are true and Kyler is happy with the money he's got, I don't see him coming off the money and want to go get this and this and this. And again, if that is the case, and that's how Kyle Murray's way of thinking, then it's going to ruin, it pretty much ruins what you think you could do with the Cardinals. And again, that might not be a great way to start off your relationship with your your new head football coach. But again, Graham's got to come in, he's got to put his foot down, he's got to tell Kyle, hey Kyle, we got to do it this way, we got to do it my way. 
And again, Kyle Murray might not like that, but that's the way things have to roll. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.